Welcome to Shin Kicking Mondays, the Shut Up Show's free weekly coaching series where I help brave entrepreneurs kick fear to the curb, shut up, and make shit happen. Join us live every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time. Simply go to bernieshung.com slash live. If you want your question featured, simply leave your question in the comment box. Let the Shin Kicking begin. Good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Bernie here again with Shin Kicking Mondays. It's raining again today. What the heck? (laughs) I seriously, seriously despise the rain. There's something very, um, because I've told you guys before in previous episodes and previous newsletters that there's something very calming and um, stimulating creatively about handling water, but there's something about rain that depresses me, (laughs) but we are not going to be depressed today on Shin Kicking Mondays because this is not the venue, this is not the platform for it. As all of you know, people who have joined before, if you've been following the journey here at uh, the Shut Up Show or BernieShung.com for quite some time now, you know that I want to shift the way we think about Mondays. When we used to you know, be anxious and depressed and upset about it being Mondays, right? Because you'd have to go into work, go into your cubicle space and put on this fake smile when all you want to do is be home with your loved ones and laying on the couch watching Oprah. (laughs) Well, at least that's what I wanted to do at the time. Um, And so Mondays have become this whole routine of, oh gosh, I've got to go back to the nine to five. I've got to go back to all of this, you know, boring, mundane, tedious crap when I'd rather be doing something that matters more to me. So that's why I created Shin Kicking Mondays. If you're new here, that's what it's all about. Shin Kicking Mondays is about, you know, kicking to the curb the idea that Monday has to be a crappy day or that we have to have this bad attitude when it's the beginning of a new week. Why don't we make this an amazing time to, you know, shift gears and recalibrate and, you know, just take life, you know, by the horns and start creating the life and work that we want to do? And why not do it on a Monday, right? Why not change the way we think and feel about Mondays. So that's what shin kicking is all about if you're new here. And for those of you who have joined me before, welcome back. I'm so excited. We Part of the time we've had somebody either ask a question or submit a comment that I coached on um, live here while broadcasting <laughs> off the cuff trying to use my smart bombs. But uh, today is one of those episodes where I'm going to be talking a little bit more about a past experience that I had. And hopefully this helps stir up some things for you that maybe you've been sitting on for a while or maybe things that you've been considering but you're still not quite acting on it yet. And so today I want to talk about, you know, some some stories that we used to tell ourselves, right? If if you're currently stuck in a sob story and you keep wondering why the same shit and the same people and the same activities keep surfacing for you and you're tired of it and you want to change the story, Today's conversation is really about how do we remove some of those old tapes that we don't want to replay and how do we rewrite that plot? How do we change that story and how do we just shift our mindset and shift our belief system to create the space for more pleasant and joyful and fulfilling things 
people and activities to come into it. So that being said, I want to share with you guys a story. And this is a story that I've written about quite a bit. I know I've talked about it in previous podcasts that I've been featured on. And I'm going to continue to keep talking about it because I don't think I quite really dove deeply into what happened when I had that experience. I know I just scratched the surface. So here today on Shinnit Kicking Mondays, you're going to learn more about what happened in that psychotherapist's office. <laughs> More than six years ago, the day I decided to stop staying stuck in my sob story and to start making major shifts in my life and to start believing in myself and my ability to go out and be and do whatever it is that I want to in the world without anything holding me back. Because as we all know here, right, we're all friends now, you know, all three of you viewers, <laughs> thank you, shout out to those of you who are watching, and myself, and those who will join the show later when it's on demand, um, we all know that the biggest obstacle that stops us from doing and having and being anything we want to achieve in life is ourselves. It's our own inner critic. It's our own past beliefs about what we're not or what we can't do. And instead, you know what? <laughs> what can what can you control, right? What can you control? You can control the way you believe in yourself. You can control how you feel about yourself and how you think about yourself. So let's focus on what we can control and the external factors that we can't, at least not directly. Okay, so anyway, back to that conversation, because I know many of you are waiting for all the juicy gossip of what happened to Bernie, what caused her to go into a psychotherapist's office at 30 years old for the first time in her life and decide to make a change. And from that moment on, she learned about life coaching and, and became an online entrepreneur. <laughs> I hate calling myself that, but basically uh, that is what I ended up becoming, right? Uh, indirectly, I ended up having to become an entrepreneur on my journey towards becoming a coach and motivational speaker. So anyway, enough of that. So on to the story. Okay, so it was 2007, folks. Um, I can't believe I'm sharing this publicly. <laughs> Hopefully the person who I talk about in the story does not eventually stumble on this video, but if they do, you know what, what the hell, who cares, right? <laughs> okay, so anyway, back in, um, I believe it was October of 2007, I was still working at a corporate sales job, and I was in a quasi-relationship with somebody who I just absolutely adored, uh, super cute, super funny, super sweet, super smart, just, you know, everything I thought that I wanted at the time, and I think I was about 29 turning 30 that year, and um, he was super, super cute, guys, <laughs> and he could dance salsa, so that was, like, super awesome. We had a great time uh, dancing quite a bit when we were together, but he had just gotten out of a long-term, long-distance relationship, and the funny thing is I had also gotten out of a long-term, long-distance relationship as well. So we met at a nightclub back in my days of clubbing. <laughs> um, I've shared that with you guys many times before that, uh, yeah, I've had quite the interesting life. But anyway, and when we saw each other um, out and about one night, I 
it was so weird to be able to connect with somebody and have the similar backstory of wow I just got out of a long-term relationship and things are tough and I don't want anything serious right now you know let's just kind of hang out and see what happens and that little fling turned into for me um, I can't say anything for him because he never said the word but for me it turned into what I believed was love and uh, I was completely um, in such awe of his beauty inside and out and I absolutely fell in love with him at the time um, we had a romance for about five months we were never official uh, but we did date quite a bit and when it came time to taking the relationship either to the next level or not um, he chose to run fast <laughs> and dodge phone calls and dodge questions because I was curious to find out what was going to happen next where was the relationship going it's been five months we've given many things to each other uh, intimately and just emotionally and mentally we spent a lot of time together and uh, frankly um, in so many words without saying it he tried to be a nice guy and he told me you know in so many words I'm just not that into you but uh, I'm into you. <laughs> anyway, so what ended up happening was, um, long story short, he couldn't commit. He wasn't ready, and he wanted to continue to find himself, and and he really needed that alone time to discover who he really is and what he really wanted in life. And the funny thing was, he used my advice, right? My help, and again, this is pre-coaching days, guys. He wanted to use my advice and my help and my inspiration as the tool to say, well, here's the reason why I, I can't move forward and I don't want to move forward in having a commitment with you. He said, you gave me this book. It's called Do One Thing Different. He's like, maybe I'm trying out that book and I'm doing something different by saying no to having a commitment with you. <laughs> now, he didn't say it exactly that way. I'm making him sound more eloquent than he was, but... Uh, it made sense you know part of me was like ah oh, jerk <laughs> you know but the other part was like you know what he's right why should I pressure him into being in a relationship with me because it's what I want if this isn't what he wants if he's in a completely different headspace and heart space then I need to respect that I need to let him go and if it was me who inspired that if it was me who helped impact that realization kudos to me and kudos to him for taking that scary step and so what ended up happening was I let him go. Um, I was bawling. <laughs> I had my pretty makeup on. I had very long hair at the time, but, you know, I was all done up. And I was like, I'm going to keep cool. I'm going to be awesome. And the day that I broke up with him uh, from our quasi-relationship, he came over to my apartment, and I just started bawling and, like, snots <laughs> coming out of my face. It was awful, you guys. I was trying to hold it together. I was trying to be, you know, beautiful and, you know, elegant. And I was a mess. You know, I was such a mess because he broke my heart by not trying to win me back, you know, not trying to keep things together or saying, you know, I changed my mind, Bernie, I want to be with you. You know, deep down inside, I was secretly hoping that that's what he wanted. And it wasn't. But this was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because for two months that followed that breakup, 
it was now around December 2007 at the time and I was so depressed you guys I thought about him all the time I kept questioning like why wasn't I good enough why wasn't I the one why is he already starting to date other people why is am I hearing that he's already in almost a, a completely committed relationships there must be something wrong with me because I wasn't able to to help him realize that I was the one right those are the things that I was saying to myself at the time and so um, as I started to think further about all of these these issues that it was bringing up and all the past relationships that didn't work out with my exes there was a common denominator you guys and it was me like, like the, the question ended up being, what is it that I'm doing or what is it that I'm lacking? What keeps happening in every single relationship that time after time we end in me loving the person so much and, and I'm all in and they run and they run and they're scared and they can't and they refuse to commit. And now I'm not saying that there was necessarily a problem with me. I was just saying that the problems I had in the relationship kept recurring. And so I wanted to finally figure out what the hell was wrong. And so with the advice of I don't remember who, I decided to go and seek therapy for the very first time in my life. And, you know, being the over-analytical person I've been pretty, pretty much all of my life, I decided that maybe the relationship issues that I was having and the toxic relationships with men I was, I was creating, maybe it stems from something in my youth, something in my childhood, where maybe I was even somewhat afraid to commit to them as well. Maybe I had this ambiguous way of giving myself to people where I'm either all in or I'm all out, and maybe there wasn't enough vulnerability on my part, or maybe there was too much vulnerability at times on my part. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I knew that I wanted to solve the problem, and I knew the first step would be, you know, turning inward and, and accepting what are some of these things that are holding me back. What are some of the things that, that I'm doing to create these types of relationships that are happening and that are occurring in my life. So anyway, I decided to um, talk to the therapist, and one of the questions that she asked me was, you know, where do you think some of these relationships with the men come from? You know, how what what is your you know definition of a of a good relationship and whatnot? So we kept having these conversations about men, and I knew for a fact that the hang up I had with relationships had to do with when I was young, as many of you know this, um, I was molested at a very very young age, and so between the ages of you know about. Five-ish, when when I could really remember um, what had happened, and that something real did happen, and it wasn't just a figment of my imagination. Um, from five until about, I'd say, my teen years, I kind of really didn't think about it all too much, other than I always just felt kind of awkward and out of place when it came to you know talking about relationships at home. Um, my family argued quite a bit, so we were dysfunctional in general. But then to deal with having you know, molestation on my mind for a very long time. I always felt different and I always felt afraid to be vulnerable and to share that dark, dark secret because I thought there was something wrong with me and that everybody would think that I'm crazy and gross and weird and tainted, if you will. At a very young age, I, I thought that way. And when I got older, I realized that I was carrying that burden 
in all of those relationships with me that my way of showing people that I love them and my way of showing them that I'm a good enough girlfriend or wife or you know person in a relationship that it meant that I gave them all of the emotional mental love and validation that they maybe not were seeking but maybe I thought they were seeking and in addition I, I would fulfill them sexually and I would fulfill them physically and in quality touch and quality time in every way I could possibly think of validating that kind of love for other people because for me I had a very dysfunctional view of what love was and what being good enough and having self-worth and self-value really was because very early on I felt full of shame and guilt so anyway you know as you can tell I'm going in with this like over analytical philosophical mindset as I'm talking to my psychotherapist for the very first time and she's looking at me like well what the hell are you doing here <laughs> you know you've got your shit all figured out right so anyway um, as we had this really intellectual conversation she said to me you you seem to really have a handle on you know what you need to fix and what's going on and what's missing in those relationships she said I don't really think that you being here has as much to do with your issues and relationships as it has to do with maybe you just not feeling fulfilled enough in your life and she said you know with your corporate sales job that you currently have you seem to be really challenged to feel fulfilled with that you seem unhappy and then she asked the most profound question that anybody has ever asked me before she said what do you want to be when you grow up Bernie and you know we'd had this amazing conversation up to that point um, I had you know let her know that I, I I got this thing I know what's going on in relationships I can do your job too right <laughs> but in that moment she coughed me off guard because I didn't expect her to ask me such a trite but very profound question and the first thought that came to mind was was what I've been thinking about for years since I was a kid. You know, I'm picturing like the Tony Robbins of the world and the Oprah Winfrey's of the world and the Zig Ziglar's of the world, which at the time I didn't know who Zig Ziglar was, but you know what I mean. And I said to her, when I grow up, I want to be a motivational speaker. And she looked at me and she was just very committed to this conversation and to me and she said, well, what's stopping you right now? And I said, well, I'm 30 years old and I have very little life experience in terms of helping to inspire and help other people. So what person in their right mind would hire someone like me to stand on a stage and motivate people about life, career, and relationships when I'm sitting here in this therapist's office on your couch crying? about how sucky my life is when I'm at the peak of my sales career and I laughed at myself because I knew exactly what she was gonna say and she said well as long as you believe that you're right and so the conversation went on further and further but um, you know to really drill home the point she had me realize during that conversation that the issue that I had wasn't that I was necessarily lacking any skills or experience to go be what I wanted to be which at that moment was to be a motivational speaker she knew that what I was lacking was the resources to help me make that dream come true and to help me materialize that goal 
because she knew that I had enough experience in me and enough stories to tell that I would make a compelling speaker someday. And she even said, you know, I think that you're so intuitive, Bernie. I think you'd be great being a, a life coach or something like that. She said, there are many life coaches I know in this, in this field who also do motivational speaking. So you might want to look into that and consider that, but I don't think you necessarily have issues with being a good person in relationships. I think you just need to cut yourself some slack and go out into the world and be what it is that you want to be. I think that's where you're lacking this feeling of validation and fulfillment. And so that afternoon, guys, I went home. I started Google searching. I don't know if it was Google around. Yeah, Google was around. I was Google searching life coaching and motivational speaking and all of these different names popped up and these different programs popped up and all this different information popped up. And it was amazing for me to see just how many people were struggling with the same problem that I was. And the really, really cool thing about it was I ended up realizing that I already had a lot of the qualities and skills to qualify as a coach. The only difference was, you know, I wanted to go to some accredited and certified program so that I could say I got the education and training to do it. And so we fast forward, you know, a couple months later, I was enrolled into a coaching program in the Chicago area, which was only about an hour and 45 minute drive from Milwaukee, where I was living at the time. And here's a really cool thing. I haven't talked about this for a while, but a really cool thing about that was um, I had very limited funds at the time. Like I said, I was uh, working full time, traveling quite a bit and co-parenting my son and I lived in a very, very expensive penthouse apartment and, and had a very luxurious lifestyle. So there wasn't a lot of disposable income for me to go and just dish out a couple thousand dollars to go do stuff, right? But the really cool thing was the moment I put my intention out into the world that I want to become a life coach and I want to make it happen and it's got to happen now otherwise I'm going to procrastinate, I'm going to sit on it and it's never going to happen or if it happens it's going to be too late, it's going to be like too far down the road. And so after I set the intention that I wanted to get into this Chicago program, which uh, the program was about $3,500 and then to stay uh, at that to go to the boot camp, you'd have to stay, obviously, either at a friend's house if you had one in Chicago, which I didn't, or, you know, rent a hotel for, uh, I think it was five nights and six days. And I had just enough money, you know, to handle some of the expenses, but not for the full boot camp, at least not at that moment. And so the first thing that happened was, and I don't even know where this happened, I just knew I was so, you know, intent on going and so focused and so excited about it, I ended up um, looking up for whatever strange reason, I looked on my Marriott Rewards account because I traveled quite a bit for my corporate job and I decided, hey, you know, I know I rack up some rewards points on there. Why don't I see if my Marriott Rewards, you know, give me some kind of, you know, hotel points so that I don't have to pay the full bill to go and stay, you know, at, at the hotel for, for the lodging for this course, for this uh, workshop. So anyway, I log into my Marriott's rewards card, and I kid you not, I had 45,000 rewards points, which then I went to the program to see where they were holding the actual boot camp in Chicago that week. And you guys are going to shit in your pants. But what ended up happening was they were holding it at a Marriott okay, at a Marriott hotel, I don't remember the specific name, but it was a chain, it was a Marriott hotel in the Elmhurst, Illinois area. 
And so I went and plugged in the name of that hotel chain and the dates that the boot camp would be held there. And you guys, I still get goosebumps to this day, but the rewards points from my Marriott account was barely just enough to cover the full week for me to stay at that hotel for the boot camp. So I believe it was like 40,000 points and maybe like five or 10 bucks for taxes. And I had 45,000 points. So now I've just covered a couple hundred dollars. I think it's like a hundred dollars a night plus to stay in one of these Marriott resorts. And so multiply that by five, it was probably about five or 600 bucks I saved. Um, and I pretty much had free lodging for this boot camp. Okay, now, now that part was over, but then now I had to come up and pay for the actual boot camp itself, which was 3,500 bucks. And long story short, I, I had filed bankruptcy uh, a couple years prior to that time, so my credit was shot. Everything I was pretty much buying, I was buying out of my own pocket, you know, out of my own savings. And for some some strange reason, by some fluke, I qualified for a private loan to to get the thirty five hundred bucks, just enough. I got just enough because I didn't qualify for much more than that um, to pay for the training. And so for, what is it, roughly $4,000, I was off on my way to become a coach. And it was a one-week training. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life. One month after that coaching program, I quit my corporate sales job and I became a coach. That was October of 2008. I mean, guys, seriously, I know I, I digressed a little bit, but we're bringing it back now to, to the original point. Had I not experienced that devastating breakup and that feeling of depression and that not feeling good enough and questioning whether I was ever going to find a good maid or if there was something wrong that I was doing and why I was feeling punished over and over and over for not being able to keep a man and not be able to keep a good relationship going. If it wasn't for all of that stuff to fizzle out, I wouldn't have gone to the therapist's office and I wouldn't have been asked that profound question by the psychotherapist. I wouldn't have responded to her that I wanted to be a motivational speaker and she wouldn't have told me to go and look into life coaching as a profession and I wouldn't have done the Google search and on and on and on. The series of events wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't be here today more than six years later living the dream of being that life coach, being that motivational speaker who, who stands on the stage um, looking very different than the male counterparts that I wanted to emulate and model after when I first started, right? The Tony Robbins of the world. But here I am. And so um, I'm going to give a shout out to the guy's name because I'm sure he's never going to watch this. But Danny, if you are watching this, thank you for not choosing me. It is because you did not choose me that I was put on this path. And the silver lining story here is I did not get the man, but I ended up falling in love with this life and this work that I've created for myself for more than six years now, this life that I've dedicated to becoming a coach and a motivational speaker and a media company and a web show and podcast producer and an author of the upcoming book, The Year of the Brave Bear, and what else? 
ah, many, many more things. So Danny, thank you again for helping me to realize that even rejection and um, being passed up, right, um, as a partner or for various offers in life, if we're talking business here, just because we missed out on those opportunities or just because we lost those opportunities does not mean there aren't other opportunities waiting for you to open up the door to. And I have seen more opportunities and more excitement in my life in the past six years than I had in the 30 plus years before that because now I'm finally doing the things that make my heart flutter. And I'm finally connecting to people who are freaking amazing and awesome. And I forgot to give a shout out and I have to give a huge, huge shout out because um, they sponsor the show every month, sells, S-E-L-Z dot com. I wouldn't have even been able to land on a sponsor like Cells who is is obviously helping us to bring the show to you every single week, right? Shin Kicking Mondays may be the sister series to the Shut Up Show, but without Cells, Shin Kicking Mondays wouldn't be possible, and the Shut Up Show wouldn't be possible without an amazing company who backs up creative entrepreneurs like me, who are trying to help other creative entrepreneurs like you to be more successful in selling and marketing your products, services, and your business. And huge shout out to you guys because you guys have made it so easy for me to not only facilitate the actual you know, selling process on my website, it's because of sales that I have an e-commerce space on my website, but even if you don't have a website, okay, for those of you who don't have a website, if you still want to sell something online, whether it's a product, whether it's a digital product, whether it's a service offering, whether it's a, you know, whatever it is, anything that you want to deliver to your intended customer, you don't even need to have a website. All you need to have is, you know, a voice like me and either do a video like this, you can do even a quick audio, I use my, where's my iPhone? I use my iPhone sometimes and I'll record a quick audio that I will then convert to an MP3 file and upload it to uh, my hosting account. And you can even share promotional items through that. And then you can upload it to your sales.com store. So you don't even need to have a website to use sales. And the reason I'm making such a big deal about that right here is because I think one of the biggest reasons why many entrepreneurs fail and become irrelevant is because they don't have this presence or a platform to help support them as they're going out and promoting and marketing and selling their business or their products or their services. And companies like Sells make it so easy for you. They're free, you guys. They're free to have an account. They only take a small amount of fees every time you sell something. But you're guaranteed to make money when you have them work with you because they will not charge you otherwise. Um, for that kind of help. So sales is amazing because you can facilitate marketing and selling online even if you don't have a web presence. And I do it with what you see right here. I have a microphone right underneath me. It's a great microphone, um, roughly about 60 bucks for it. It also came, I'm sorry, I also bought a preamp, um, if I can pull it up here, a preamp called the Blue Icicle. And um, these 
items was all I really needed to have, you know, this this podcasting and web show professional sound and and everything. In terms of the look, if you decide to do something on video, you've got your webcam that's either embedded in your in your computer, and if it's not good, you buy a, an inexpensive webcam online between what 40 to 100 bucks you know depending on your budget I've got this lighting that I use and it's beautiful it's like 30 bucks um, it's 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 the kinds that photographers use but you know for less than what what is that? I can't do my math but 100 150 bucks you know I have my whole studio and I'm able to record videos uh, free through the Google Hangouts on air as you see here and through audio uh, as I do mp3s on audacity if you're a PC user GarageBand if you're a Mac user but my whole point is it's it's so easy to be an online entrepreneur today because the tools and the resources are so inexpensive many of them are free and then you've got companies like cells who is actually helping you to facilitate the actual process of accepting monies from the people that you want to sell your stuff to so anyway, thank you, Cells, for being so awesome. You know, the Shin Kicking Mondays segment and the Shut Up Show would not be here for these amazing brave bears in my community if it wasn't for the brave company that you are in choosing me every single month. So th thank you, Melissa Wajaya and the Cells team. Again, that's S-E-L-Z.com. All right, anyway. <laughs> So I'm not going to apologize for that because it's so important that I make sure that I plug these awesome people and the work that they continue to bring me every single month that helps me and my business to continue to grow and monetize. So that being said, back to this conversation about, you know, the silver lining story in not being accepted by the man who I thought was the one. That was, like I said, going on seven years this winter that happened. And today, you know, I'm proud to say that the work I do has been built off of taking some of those stories of tragedy and, you know, challenge and, and um, what I perceived as deficiencies at the time, and I've transformed them into stories of triumph and stories of resilience and stories of bravery. And I don't just think this, but I know for a fact that the majority of the times when people hire me or people choose to be in my community, in my tribe, to subscribe to my, my Sunday newsletter, for you to be here on Mondays to watch the show while it's recording live, for you to go back to theshutupshow.com to replay any of these past episodes of Shin Kicking Mondays or The Shut Up Show. I know you're here because many of you have told me the first reason is because you would like more confidence to brave through to the other side of fear. And I get it. I've been a scaredy cat all of my life, you guys. And I still am to this day. Before I hit record every single time I do any of these episodes, I'm always freaking out. The first thought that comes to mind is always, is anybody going to show up? Firstly, is anybody going to show up and watch this? And thankfully, you guys are freaking awesome. There's always at least one viewer. <laughs> okay, so thank you, thank you, thank you for that. The second question that pops up is, why would anybody even want to listen to me? They probably have heard this somewhere else. They probably, there's probably somebody smarter out there. There's probably somebody better looking out there. There's probably somebody who's who doesn't, you know, laugh like a hyena as much as Bernie does. <laughs> or, you know, it's it, it's just there, there's so many excuses I make as to why I'm going to sabotage my success every single time right before I'm about to hit record or publish. But every single time I do it anyway. 
every single time I show up anyway because that is what I've been doing for the past six years and it's helped and it's worked. I've built a tribe. I've built a community of amazing people. I've connected to other tribes and other communities of other amazing people who are also braving through that shitty fear that we all will face as human beings. And the second reason why you tell me that you come to me and that you watch these shows and that you read my newsletters every weekend and that you hire me to be your coach and, and come to my live events and whatnot is that you love the vulnerability and my ability to show you that it's okay to be different. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to have mistakes. It's okay to not, you know, look completely polished. In fact, you don't want me to be completely polished. And be by you reminding me that that is my my strength in helping you and coaching you what that does for me is it reaffirms the reason why I keep showing up every single day to be here to help you because there's no better way for me to help and coach and and do you know podcasts and what and episodes like this and write and author books and whatnot there's no better way for me to do any of those things than to just be myself all of you guys encourage me and allow me and in fact you urge me to be myself and I know you're giving back because all of you have said the same thing to me it's because I do the same for you so with that my gift to you <laughs> my long-winded you know gift to you in today's story about finding the silver lining when you've been rejected or when you've failed or when you feel that you've been at the worst rock bottom in your life my gift to you is that you just gotta keep showing up and you've got to keep believing in yourself because that's the only way that you can continue to achieve the success and to live and work on your own terms and to do all the things that you ever believed that you could do be and have in life anyway with that that's the story of the psychotherapist office and that is why I love that story it was a defining moment in my life when I was at my wits end thinking that I would never find love again and that I had failed miserably once again in life and little did I know that six years later I would become that thing I wanted to always be and that was somebody of impact through coaching consulting speaking writing being a web show host and podcaster, and now an upcoming author of very, very first book that is coming out at the end of the month. Oh, you guys, <laughs> thank you so much for making Mondays shin kicking. Holy shit, pardon my French. I love Mondays now, you guys. I don't know about you, but that was fun. And um, I didn't know at the time, six years ago, I didn't know then exactly where the path was going to lead me I just knew I just knew from the bottom of my heart you guys that something good was going to come around the corner for me and that something was finally going to happen and that I just had to stick to it long enough and six years later the shin kicking life spark emerged and the Brave Bear Revolution has been started and it's on y'all <laughs> it is on 
anyway, if you missed the newsletter uh, that I just sent out uh, yesterday, which was Sunday, um, I announced that I am opening up enrollment for my new and improved weekly coaching program. I'm so excited, you guys. This is really, really cool. It was in beta testing for several months there and it finally went live uh, the last six months and we're finishing up that current round of weekly group coaching at the end of May which is just a couple weeks from now and so the brand new weekly coaching program is opening up on June first but enrollment is beginning as of yesterday and it closes the deadline closes on May 31st 2014 at 11:59 central time so where you can find out more information about that, if you are watching this live, simply go over to shinkickinglifespark.com and all the details are there, what the group entails, how much it costs, how it works. All you need to know is that it's going to be a shin-kicking time for six months to work with me and a cohort of about three to six people total. And uh, the investment is less than $4.00. A day so get on it y'all there's only four spots left again shinkickinglifespark.com if you are watching a recording of this and it's not live then simply go to shinkickinglifespark.com slash achieve 2014 and you'll also find it there but folks thank you so much again for another amazing Shin Kicking Monday. I love being here with you guys. Um, when we talk next week, it will be move week. I'm actually moving out of here. I loved this place. I lived really near uh, the capital of Wisconsin, which is Madison, and it's been such a beautiful place to live. Um, but my sister and I and our dogs, we're taking them away. We're moving back towards family, but not too close. We still need to keep you know, absence, I mean distance there because absence makes the heart grow fonder as you all know. And we're moving into a gorgeous brand new building. Uh, it's a beautiful apartment that is going to uh, work for me and work for her and work for the dogs um, so that we can have an even more optimal lifestyle um, and work place uh, because it's really conducive to working and living at home. So anyway, I'm so excited. I'll give you more information about that. You'll soon see the backdrop changing. Um, but I'm so excited. Lots of great changes. The book is also coming out too. You can find out more information um, at the bottom of these show notes. But uh, again, guys, check out all of the awesome things that are going on. Please let me know how I can help you to shin kick even more and make Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and beyond the best days ever so that you can continue to take your life and business to the next shin kicking level. So again, check out the brand new weekly coaching program at shinkickinglifespark.com and I look forward to seeing you next week Monday cells.com. Thank you so much for being a flipping <laughs> I swear quite a bit so I was trying to keep a PG right there. The flipping amazing sponsor. Without you, we wouldn't have this awesome sister series, which is free coaching for everybody in the Brave Bear Revolution and for also um, helping to support the continued success of the shutupshow.com. Sales, you rock. Sales.com for all you people who haven't checked them out yet. Do it today and say hi to Melissa Wajaya. She's the awesome community manager. Okay, I kept you guys long enough, folks. Happy Monday. Let me know how I can help you. I will see you next week. Later. Join other brave entrepreneurs who are kicking fear to the curb, shutting up, and making shit happen at theshutupshow.com slash subscribe.